1: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for What's Going On, brought to you today by our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off in any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Action Plumbing. All right, Gordon, you ready to roll?
2: Yep. All
1: right, let's uh, check in first with uh, DJ and PK. They had David Nixon, the former Cougar uh, on to uh, talk BYU football, and they asked him uh, what, if there are any interesting storylines. There's not as much stuff going on with BYU as there has been going on. They had a nice little rhythm there. They were playing every week after the Army game. That got lost, but after that, everything, everything went off a schedule. It was a good run. They blew out a bunch of teams, and now they're playing once in four weeks, and it's against the North Alabama team that's 0-3, and they had a blowout by
0: a lot. So what are you looking for in this game?
3: You know, there's there's not much to look for in this game. I mean, it's a North Alabama team that's really bad. Uh, but this is one of those original games that BYU had scheduled on their, on their schedule this year, and, and they've stuck with it and kind of honoring the game. But, uh, you know, this is one of those ones where starters suit up, you play for the first half and expect to probably not play coming out of halftime and let the backups play and, and just kind of keep cruising victory. So... Uh, but I will say, as as fans and, frankly, as coaching staff and players in these type of games, you want to come out in that first half and have a very clean game. The last thing you want to do is have to play your starters in the second half. And so uh, you're still playing for something. You're playing for pride on your side of the ball. Uh, but I, I think the players, coaching staff, everyone's fully aware that uh, this is a game that, that should be pretty pretty much decided probably by the end of the first quarter.
2: So, obviously, every year has some seniors
4: on there. I think that uh, from your perspective, let's go with the defense, and we, we know who those guys are. How important do you think it is for these younger guys to maybe get a little, little bit of a leg up on the competition going forward when these other veteran d- dudes get out of school and move on to make your mark now so you get your your name in the coach's mind, hey,
3: I'm your guy at fill in the blank position? Hundred percent, and listen. With the new changes, where kids can play four games and still have their redshirt year, and of course, then this year you ta- add on top of the whole COVID situation and everyone basically getting a year. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 huge to be able to to go out there and, and kind of show the coaches what you got, like you alluded to. Um, and so it's just more opportunity. I mean, for for the starters, they're like this game's a throwaway game, but you're right. For the young kids, it's like, hey, this is my Super Bowl, right? I mean, here's here's a chance for me to actually play some meaningful minutes uh, there in the second half and, and get some game-like reps and, and uh, you know, have what it feels like to play in a, in a real game versus playing in obviously practice and scrimmages. So uh, for some of these guys, it's a big deal. And they're preparing uh, to, to, be out to, to play this week, and, uh, and so they're, they're excited. So I think it goes both ways. And frankly, I remember being a senior and you get excited for these younger guys, right? I mean, these are the guys that are on the practice squad th- during the week that are, that are uh, you know, they don't get a lot of praise, obviously, during game time, um, and now it's kind of their time to shine. So as a senior, and as a starter, you want to go out there and perform because you want to try to get them as much time as well. So it kind of goes full circle for the whole team, uh, and, and I can say that, you know, those starters will be sitting on the sideline, and they're just as pumped for the backups and these third stringers that get some action and go in there and contribute and maybe have a touchdown or a big play on defense, whatever it may be. And I guarantee those upperclassmen are stoked to see that happen and, and are, are there rooting them on. But, um, yeah, it's, it's – you know, here, here's the other flip side to it, too. Uh, if you are a starter, this is one of those stats games where you can, you can add on to your stats. You can get some stats. Uh, you can obviously – if you're Zach Wilson, you can try to go out there and go 15 for 15 or whatever it may be, right? So you go out there, it's a stat game, you try to pad your stats. At end of the season, they're not going to break it down and say, hey, you had these stats in these games. They're just going to look at your overall stats. Uh, and this is an opportunity to go out there and pad them a little bit. So, you know, there's still definitely something to play for. And it's one more opportunity. Uh, you know, we talked about this week to week out. And especially this year with COVID, I mean, you only have so many opportunities. And so you can't just sit there and let one of them just go by without you being prepared and, and uh, you know, being excited to play. So, I think the guys will be ready, especially coming off a bye week. Uh, typically, coming off bye weeks, there's a little bit of rush you got to shake off. And I think we will probably see that with this team just coming out there, hopefully being laser focused and, and prepared. And they kind of roll from the get go. And then, like I said, they, they give it up to the younger kids later in the game.
1: All right, there you go. Uh, that was David Nixon from this morning. I hope. That we don't see any young players in this game, and BYU scores a hundred <laughs> points, and their potential NFL players are allowed to go out there and show off.
2: You think maybe 60, 60 some points?
1: I just I, I feel bad for North Alabama because BYU has every incentive to really roll it up on them, and and they won't do it. You, you know we know Kalani. Uh, and he's talked to, he talked about this at his media availability. I mean, it's going to happen like David's talking about. We're going to see the young guys in the second half, and the game's going to be out of reach, et cetera, et cetera. But it would probably benefit them to score 100 points and let their their players go out and, and show off, uh, get some good film out there for the NFL.
2: Yeah, well, it's uh, I don't know how much they're going to buy into that, uh, but uh, certainly everyone is expecting them to beat this team by a big number, and if they put a big number on them, then, then they may be forgiven for playing a team like that. Uh, it's almost required when you're going up against these. Guys. What what was the line? Is it like 47, 48 points, something like that? I
1: can't believe there is a line on this game. Yeah. There really shouldn't be.
2: Yeah. And, and I, interesting what David said there about the players wanting to pad their stats. Um, yeah, that's probably a game they could have a lot of fun going out there and and, uh, and uh, rolling it up. And think about how many touchdown passes Zach Wilson could throw in that game. Uh, and they may they may back him off a little bit. We'll see how it goes. But uh, it's one of those weird things in college football. In the NFL, it doesn't really matter by how many points you win. But in this, uh, this game, within the game, at the college level, especially when BYU is trying to get uh, – beauty points uh, to uh, get to that New Year's Six Bowl, they may try to pretty it up as best they can.
1: Well, I hope Zach Wilson plays the whole game,
2: but he's not. (laughs) Don't you feel sorry for the North Alabama guys at all?
1: Uh, What do you mean feel sorry? Not really. No, they're a college football team. They're playing.
2: I don't know. They're going to. Why was this game scheduled in the first place? It was so the athletic department could get more money.
1: No, it's because that's the only game that they, these teams could schedule. They wanted to play.
2: Well, they were This game was scheduled before COVID. happened. Oh yeah, but they didn't cancel it, right? Yeah. So. So it's so it's one of those deals where it was okay. You'll pay us X amount of dollars to come out there. We'll be there. And uh, they they sell it like I, I, this is an opportunity, guys, to see which how good you are against a better competition. When really it's about uh, loading up the bank account. No, it's and, not
1: though. It's not an it's not some guy putting money in his pocket. This is how they afford to have a program.
2: Right, I know that. That's what I'm saying.
1: But do you say oh it's and, just for the money? No, it's for the opportunity. It's so that they can play in their conference and they can pl- they can be on a football team.
2: Yeah, well, they could probably have a football team without it, but uh, the, this uh, softens the cushion a little bit. Austin, you said that their entire athletics budget is like six million dollars.
5: Uh yes, six million seventeen thousand something hundred dollars, and they spend every penny of it. Yeah, last year. So,
2: so their budget is less than what Nick Saban makes. Right. In about wow. half a season,
5: and let's say
1: they make a million dollars from coming out to Provo to play BYU, that's a sixth of their budget. And you're probably saying, oh, keeps, they could <laughs>
5: they could probably be fine without uh, doing something like this.
1: No, they can't. That's why they're doing
5: it. <laughs> it probably keeps a school like North Alabama operating in COVID times. Is 100%. the paycheck coming from BYU this week? One hundred percent. By the way, the 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 spread is forty-seven and a half BYU, but the over-under is fifty-eight and a half. Which one interests you more? Which one is less risky? Because you mentioned, as David Nixon was talking about there, the, the young guys will come in early in the second half for BYU. Maybe that affects the 47.5 uh, bet there. But 58.5, that's that's fascinating.
2: You know, I think what the, the limiting factor, the governor on this one, is the calls that will be played, not the players who are on the field. Because I think any of BYU's players could roll up big numbers if they let them continue to pass the ball, but they they probably won't do that. Now whether those running backs, backup running backs, can churn for more and more yardage, more and more touchdowns, I that that that's the mystery there.
5: Now what if uh, the over under for North Alabama's total offense was fifty eight and a half yards? What would you
2: go with? Here? <laughs> under. <laughs> <laughs> Under. I don't know what did uh, what did Wagner put on BYU back in the day the mighty that? Seahawks yeah
1: I don't know I believe it's I pronounced Wagner <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it was uh, it's a uh, musical school is it it uh, is no, I, no. Think, uh, I think 70
5: to six was the final score I think uh
1: mo Wagner's father founded it actually <laughs>
2: okay I thought you meant Wagner the composer I didn't all right well wait isn't
5: wagner the composer of mo wagner's father i got a phone call to Mike. <laughs>
2: no no he's not <laughs> he would be his great 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 grandfather. Da, da,
5: da, 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 da. <laughs> mo wagner's dad wrote that
2: <laughs>
1: meaning mo himself is like wolverine where he doesn't age
5: yes. okay
2: i got gotcha. you oh man it's it's uh it's a game it's uh it's paying money it's uh, it's sort of uh, college football's version of prostitution. You've heard my theory oh, on that before. Stop it! Well, well it we is. let
1: them play these games so they can fund their athletic departments. What is wrong with that? You always make it sound like it's some rich guy stuffing bills into his mattress. It's the it's it's so some uh, you know track and field athlete and uh, that just wants to get a scholarship <laughs> can get an education.
2: Yeah, but what's in it for BYU? They're playing. They're playing, but they could have played anybody. No, they couldn't have. Well,
1: they could have with the original schedule. Why aren't they playing anybody last week? Why aren't they playing anybody next week? I mean, no, it's not like opponents for BYU well, yeah, well, were banging yes, down their yeah, well,
2: No, no, this game was scheduled before COVID. I know.
1: I understand, Gordon, and they
5: kept it because they want to play. But originally, Gordon has a point. This uh, was to give BYU a, a week this off. Was
2: BYU, this was BYU buying a win. Well,
5: we don't have to call it hanging a shingle out. Okay, and
1: plus every D1 program, or not D1, that that doesn't make it, every FBS program schedules an FCS team.
2: Yeah, but okay, and, and, and this year BYU and, was and what? justified in doing so because they had a pretty darn tough schedule with all those P5 teams on it. And so, I mean, people complain about that with the SEC. They complain about, oh, you play all these dog non-conference games. Well, they play an SEC schedule. So I, I have, I understand what they're doing there a little more.
1: How but, dare gonna you know, try to fund their program?
2: <laughs> no, I'm talking about the other guys. I'm talking about well, the other guys. I, 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 What's I, their motivation?
1: I want to hear you lecture the Aggies next year when they schedule an FCS team.
2: Yeah, I mean, mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, I I just, just, I don't like it across the board. I understand it more in seasons and in uh, conferences where the teams are going up against tough, uh, a tough opponent every week.
1: Next time San Diego State schedules an FCS team, I want to hear this out of you. (laughs) Uh, The Aggies
5: will will play North Dakota on September 11th. They're just (laughs) buying
1: a win, Austin. They're just buying a win. How you know, dare NR. they
2: are. Well, that's what they're doing. That's what everybody yeah. does. Yeah. It's sort of unfortunate because it's a waste of everyone's time. But
5: Jake, if everyone does it to that, make it right.
2: <sighs> All right. Let's uh, let's Jake. let's change. Yeah, Jake, wait till Sadie comes and says, Dad, everyone's doing it.
1: Well, I just do. Uh, why, why? I mean, you could lecture every team every year about this very same thing. But yet you, you, we're only doing it. Uh, uh, we're, we're lecturing BYU during a
2: pandemic. No, they scheduled this game before the pandemic. So what? So that makes a difference. It's not like they were cobbling together North Alabama to save their season. And by the way, how easy
1: is it to schedule regular Alabama during November, when they're in the middle of their conference, so let's not let's not pretend well, like it's easy that. for BYU I, to find I, opponents I in November. I,
2: I know that. I know that. I know it. Jake. Are you but saying Tom Homo they? thought he was
5: scheduled in Alabama? How dare they thought he had traded it's for not, Marshawn it's not, Brooks? And...
2: it's not just BYU. It's everybody. It's, it's it's just a waste of everyone's time. It's a paycheck. Pregame and at noon an, here on the Zones Zones Sports Network, and it's an automatic win.
1: It's a very well, important part of uh, the system of funding college athletic programs. It's actually yeah, very but important. Mean,
2: okay, but they're telling their players, go out and get your heads kicked in for three and a half hours so we can fund the, uh, you know, the, uh, the the fencing team.
1: Good. I'm glad that fencing team exists. I'm glad people have opportunities. On guard! I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if you think it's buying a win. Uh, all right, let's move which, on uh, to the which,
2: end. W- w- which of the... Uh, fencing events do you enjoy the most all of them uh,
1: every single one the front row for everyone hmm. why why do you what are you against young people getting educational opportunities gordon it seems
2: backwards to me I i have no problem with that what i have a problem with is Sacrificing your athletes, throwing them in—they're not get sacrificing, and nobody's so getting slaughtered.
1: No, yeah, they are. A, nobody's they're, actually they're gonna, passing away. They're
2: playing a football well, I certainly game. I hope not. Yeah, but they're going to get crushed. So, have you no empathy for those people? They don't deserve to get crushed. It's, it's not game. their fault that they're it not is a good game. enough. They're not being crushed in life. It's a football game. Yeah, but these guys work hard. They work hard to be the best they can be, and now you're going to throw them out in front of a steamroller. And
1: they get to test themselves against a different level of competition. What's the <laughs> matter with that?
2: <laughs> it's yeah, and what, that's it, just it, like saying, it's like, hey, Jake, go play in front of a car on the freeway, and let's see how you hold up.
1: Except for it's a game, and nobody's life is actually at risk. So let's calm the rhetoric. I love that well, they're going to be the like their life is never going to be the same after that no, one afternoon in no, Provo. No,
2: Come these on. guys, these guys work hard to have fun playing football at their own level. They don't deserve to get their butts whooped all over the field. Why? So, Why uh, so the swim team has a pool. Yes.
1: Correct. Oh. You answered your own question there. Congratulations. Or or do not play these games and let's not let this have them a SWIFT team at all. <laughs> it's bring your own water though to that for but, but,
2: but essentially what you're doing is you're making the, the football players pay the price so that the other athletes can have a program.
5: They're not mining coal. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna get run over. They're gonna lose. Who cares? Lose. They're going to lose bad.
1: It's a football game. Who cares? <laughs> They're not going to be demoralized for the rest of their lives.
2: They care. That's who cares.
1: They'll care until uh, the next party Friday night. <laughs> they'll care till they get home and their girlfriend says, hey, how was the trip? And then it's over.
2: And they'll say it was awesome, man. I loved losing 73 to 0.
1: They'll say we played a football game. It was football. It was very footbally, footballish, and and footballness. <laughs> and now it's on to Southern Alabama.
2: Well, and ordinarily I would say the fans lose too, because really, who wants to watch that? This year is different. I understand.
1: We're just trying to play football because we're a football team, and that's what football (laughs) teams do. They play football. So we are focused on the sport of football and footballing to our best abilities at all times. And nobody's opinion outside of this football team will stop us from footballing this football, football, football. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, but the problem is this: this will not be football. It
1: is football. It, Why do you have to use not, this overembellished rhetoric? It, they're not, playing a football game. They're not. not uh, they're not uh, 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 trying to cross the Somme.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're playing it's not, football. It's not an even match. So it's they're going to get crushed, and everybody knows they're going to get crushed. But we're walking through these these games. These, the, the, this uh, sort of just this routine. That uh, okay, let's get on a plane. Let's go on out to Provo and let's get absolutely kicked around the field for three and a half yeah. hours. Let's put you have the sport you we love you, for three and might and a half as well, hours. Yeah, yeah, the coach might as well get in front of him and say, "Kids, look, you got no chance today. You're gonna get. You're just gonna get slapped around. But I love you anyway. Let's go on three. <laughs> But you can buy a new diving board for the diving squad. Yes, exactly.
1: They should feel pride in the opportunity that they help provide.
2: You know what this reminds me of? BYU is sitting there. BYU is your dad, right? This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you, son. It's
1: not going to hurt anybody. It's a college football (laughs) game. Nobody is coming out devastated, you know? Uh, it's not, I, like, oh, they lost mm. by 50. Oh, well, the sun comes up tomorrow. What these I,
2: guys these guys pour their heart and soul into their effort to play and so So I'm let's not, not, sure not they, allow them to play. No, That's I like I, I just I just don't think they deserve the wallop they're going to get. Mm.
1: All right, let's get out to the zone phone joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic is our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, let's help out our listeners with a uh, a, a more common problem than people think.
6: Yes, erectile dysfunction is so common, and if there's anybody out there listening, maybe they've heard us before, uh, but you're struggling in the bedroom. Maybe it's not that it's this severe, crazy problem, but the occasional failure in the bedroom can happen. And if you want to get this fixed, Wasatch Medical uses the most advanced form of something called acoustic wave therapy, Uh, 10-minute treatments. It's a device or a technology that's placed on the skin and it gently opens up blood vessels. Uh, A guy only needs to do a few of these treatments, and these already tiny blood vessels open up a little bit so that when the timing is right, the blood flows naturally, like it used to in a man's younger years. And here's the big takeaway. A treatment for erectile dysfunction, finally, that is not a pill, not injections, and not surgery.
1: Which has got to be music to a lot of guys' ears. Uh, you've, you've talked about it a bunch of times. Uh, you, you know, you kind of meet all sorts. But uh, a lot of guys that have just been kind of suffering through that for a long time.
6: Yeah, and so many suffering in silence. Um, we think we're less of a man if we have ED. We think that, uh, you know, it kind of damages our ego. And the relationship is what suffers. You'll be shocked how many spouses call us. And they say, oh, well, my husband has this. I don't know how to talk to him about it or even how to get him in there, but I thought I'd call." And you can kind of feel the pain a a little bit. ED affects two people. We want to get this problem solved for you and improve the relationship.
1: All right. 801-901-8000. Call right now. 801-901-8000. You get in to see the doc and uh, uh, hundreds of dollars worth of stuff for free, right?
6: We're giving away so much for free today. Call us now. Eliminate the erectile dysfunction. We'll do the assessment for free, the exam. We'll do the blood flow ultrasound even with our doctor, no charge. We'll throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. And keep in mind, new patients even get free testosterone now to help with the drive and the energy. Call us now. It's all free.
1: 801 901 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. All right. We'll have more coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Brian Kolbrowski, NBA draft writer. For Hoob type. I think outside of the top five or ten players, there's actually a ton of parity in this class. I don't think
1: there's necessarily, I can't miss products, and I think that we've maybe been spoiled over the last few years with guys like Trey Young, Zion Williamson, and Luka Doncic entering the league and being all-world type talent. There's nobody like that that has such an elite skill in this class, and I think that might be marring some people's opinions. But I think outside of those names we're hearing within the top
0: five picks or so, the difference between 14 and 45 is kind of a matter of preference. And then also will be a matter of a team's draft philosophy. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: All right, out to The Zone phone we go. Joining us now, Ryan from The Dish Professionals. And first of all, it was fun to see you guys down there. I'm
7: up with, and it's always good to do some giving. So that's actually something that's our next level is we're going to start to uh, – now giving to the less unfortunate, we're going to start a food drive here at the Dish Professionals. So if you um, have unperishable food items like canned goods and so forth, um, we're going to be collecting. So come by our office in 8034 South State. You can drop that off. Uh, but this is uh, giving back to the community, definitely, and to the people that are less fortunate. Now, as far as you're concerned, we want to make sure that you're getting the best deal. And I'll tell you right now, the promotion is super good especially if you've got older equipment and you're with your current provider and you're spending, you know, a hundred something dollars a month for TV or 200 and something dollars a month for TV and internet, call us, let us help you and get you set up with the uh, award winning hopper guys. This is the world's most powerful DVR for a reason. It's bigger, it's faster. It's got built in features like uh, voice search. And also the remotes, yeah, they're really cool. Um, well, not only are they Google Assistant, but they have remote locators built onto them. So, if you lose your remote, you can always find it. Little extras like that always make you know life a little better, and that's what we want to do: make it easier, make it simpler to find the games and shows we wish we can do with Dish. Give you a bigger DVR uh, with more tuners, so no recording conflicts. Tons of movies, because you know that's really important right now. So, free movie channels. Also, you get all the Dish. Uh, like 80,000 movie titles that are on Dish, plus Netflix and YouTube are built in. And easy enough, you just say what you want, and it's on. Call us today. Take advantage of the two-year promotion, free movie channels. We'll set you up a dinner at JCW's, and guarantee, no matter what, that we'll get you the very ba- best price. So if you ever see a flyer or an offer, and you're like, you know, this looks like a really good deal, call us. We'll get you set up with that deal, no problem, and have you installed the next day and put on dinner at JCW is on top of that. Call us 801-424-DISH. Call now. That's 424-DISH. All
1: right, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. Give me a call today. More next, 97.5 and
0: 1280 at the zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
5: Big
1: Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. What are you chuckling about at over there, Gordon? Oh, this is just a funny man. He is a funny man. He's uh, he's also really good at what he does, so that's why he gets assigned the you know twelve-hour work shifts. I, I we were, made a mistake
5: we long ago. I got too good. You need to be good enough that no one calls you for extra stuff. Right, yeah. <laughs> it, that's true. But that you don't get. You're too
1: good <laughs> at you. it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I care too you know, much. I was- Austin and I were talking about how he's going to take over my role uh, in my voice uh, 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 on a segment every every day during the show. So uh, maybe we should do that. Our listeners would probably find that humorous.
1: Would you find that humorous? That's the that's the question.
2: Oh, I don't know. Austin makes me laugh. Oh, I don't know. Me. Austin makes me laugh when in person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then nothing but silence.
2: Well, that wasn't particularly funny, but oh. uh, what what he was saying during the break was pretty. Funny. <laughs> I can't say <see> that stuff.
5: <laughs> that's not that
1: Eric. No, it was, a a was the chest, it was, that was a podcast only.
2: That was a Chester version of me.
1: Um, real quick, we have some NBA news coming out. Uh, that's uh, more not so positive. No, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Sham Sharania, reports that Warrior Warriors star Clay Thompson suffered an apparent lower leg injury today and is undergoing <sighs> tests to determine the severity.
2: A lower leg injury. Wow.
1: Doesn't say which leg. No, it doesn't. Fing, fingers crossed for Clay Thompson. Boy, that that would really stink to have a setback like that.
2: No kidding. The Th- dude's probably been working hard. I, I really think a lot of us don't give these guys credit for how hard rehab is and going through that process and trying to get back to an elite level. And here he is. Having gone through all that, and then to suffer another injury like that, man, that's tough.
5: If if he had redone the the ACL, would they have been saying lower leg? Or is that good news that this is lower leg? Depicted? Yeah, I don't know. I have
1: no
2: like have a, no like clothing. an ankle or something.
5: Just that the that, fact that it's not. You don't want him
1: to he's redo. His redone knee. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, right. I gotcha. Yeah, but you. you but it also, could be bad. You also not. hope it's not like an Achilles or right. something. Although, you know, they wouldn't be reevaluating it if it were an Achilles. They know. So you don't need
5: much of a second opinion yeah, on that. When one. that
1: thing rolls up the back of your leg, that's pretty self explanatory.
2: Man, well oh, I hope it works out for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's let's do the Kurt Heelan cut, uh, since we're talking NBA. We didn't have a chance to get to this uh in what's going on. Let's continue it on. This is Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports, uh joining Hanson and Scotty talking about the draft tonight.
6: You know, it's funny, we're taking, you know, months of an NBA offseason and essentially jamming them all into one week. Uh, is this as crazy of an NBA week as you'll ever see?
4: Yeah, probably, because it's it's just – I mean, there's always a quick turnaround between the draft and free agency, but you're right. Everything is condensed this week, and we've already – I mean, look, we've already had Drew Holiday and Chris Paul trade, traded, and we haven't even gotten to the draft yet where there's going to be more movement tonight. So, and we are – you know, the Jazz are already getting in on the act. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be nuts.
2: I want to know if you enjoyed your time off the show. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
4: oh yeah, I took those Wednesday mornings and just relaxed and had a you know had a mimosa. No, no bloody marys. <laughs> just no.
2: And, uh, yeah, I, I I missed you guys. I was just, um, no. Well, we're glad to have you back. I, I, I can tell you that. I, w- I want to get your thoughts on um, the just kind of the, the details of that move. Did the Jazz have a vision of something in the later rounds? Did Did the Knicks have a, a vision of something in the early rounds? Are there rumors or thoughts to who those those individuals
0: might be?
4: In the Knicks case, they want to move up. Um, they're reported. It depends on who you talk to, but they're reportedly interested in some guys like Obi Toppin. Um, he's not going to be there at eight, but if you package the eight and the twenty, you know, twenty three, and maybe you can move up a couple of spots to somewhere where he's still on the board. So. Um, I think that that's the thinking that they that they want to land him, or or they've got their eye on someone else. Like that's not going to move them up to LaMelo Ball territory in the top three. They're going to have to find something else to go in that package. Um, for Utah, I think this is just look. I'm not sure that between 23 and 27, you're in this draft. There's some sort of like tier, right? Like you're not like oh, we're getting a much worse player, and you get the the number 38. Those high second rounders are really valuable because they're not a guaranteed contract, but you're still getting a, a first-round level talent. So I, I think this works out for them. Look, they, get a couple, they get a couple picks, swipes at the apple today, and they probably get somebody pretty good.
6: If you were picking one overall, who would you go with?
4: Trade. Um, <laughs> on, I, the problem is I don't love any of these guys. If you forced me to, and again, it kind of a, maybe it would be a bit situational. I would probably take Lamelo Ball because, at the end of the day, he is the the high upside guy here. He is, if he if it comes together for him, if look, you know, he is six seven. He's got handles. He can pass. He sees the floor incredibly well. If he's going to put in the work and improve his shot and improve, you know, the, his defense a lot, and just become. He's the guy who could be an all-NBA player out of this class if it all comes together for him. And I'm not sure anybody else can. And if I'm picking number one, I'm just going to bet on the upside. The problem is I think he also has a lower floor. than he's <laughs> Like, you know, Anthony Edwards is going to get you buckets. I'm not sure how great a defender he's ever going to be, even though he's got that 6'10 wingspan. I just I, – I'm more – like I think the ceiling is a lot higher for Ball, and if I'm picking number one, isn't that the point? Like I just I yeah. want the guy who's gonna who's gonna be that good.
2: Is is Wiseman who is constantly in the conversation of the top three. Is Wiseman uh, more of a defensive big, or is he more of a, a <laughs> versatile scoring big? <laughs>
4: the problem is that most NBA teams see him as a defensive-minded big man, and rim runner in the uh, I don't know, DeAndre Jordan, Rudy Gobert type of mold. And he thinks he's Anthony Davis. And he wants to get the ball 18 out, feed out, and face up and, and go. And maybe he can develop that part of his game. I don't want to you know sell him short, but that's not where most NBA teams see him. And I think that that's the concern with teams is that is he going to accept that role? It's kind of why I think he's a good fit in Golden State. Maybe he can develop that part of his game while he's there and work on it and become that kind of player. I'm not convinced, but if he can, you know, great. But I'll tell you what, the first time a rookie – Faces up with the ball eighteen feet out and doesn't move it to Clay Thompson in the corner and decides he's just going to take his guy off the dribble. I want to be there to see what Draymond Green says to him. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. All
1: right, there you go. That was Kurt Heelan with Hans and uh, Hans and Scotty. He was talking a little bit about Lamelo Ball. You wonder. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, God, oh, why isn't Lavar Ball acting like a, a lunatic and uh, promoting his, uh, his Lamelo like he did Lonzo? And I, a quick Google search reminder that, oh, yeah, he's in a lawsuit because he probably embezzled $2 million from Big Baller brand. And he's probably keeping his head up. Uh, uh, so he's down. keeping a low profile. Yeah, low profile because, you know, he the like a yacht uh, doesn't quite qualify as a business expense, I don't think, in a lot of people. So.
2: You asked me earlier, Jake, if you would stay away from him because of, uh, he didn't want to put up with the, the crap from his father. What, answer your own question. What do you think that do you think teams think about that?
1: Yes, yes, I I do think they think about it. Now, how much weight they put into it, I I don't know, you know. But I I do. I, I if it were me, that would be a red flag. And I can't believe he pressured the Lakers into taking Lonzo. I mean, he basically manipulated them into doing it.
2: How in the world can anybody do that? I mean, if you're in a position like that, are you really going to be manipulated like that? Well, I, Magic
1: was in this case. I mean, <laughs> LeVar basically said uh, Lonzo's going two to the Lakers. That's happened. Magic We're, Johnson is pound for pound the best okay. point guard who ever lived. Uh, he said he's going number two to the Lakers. He's not even going to work out for anybody else. Hmm.
2: Well, this kid supposedly can really play. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up going. Um did you see that interview he did where he said he was born for this? No, <laughs> he said I was born for this. Of course you were. <laughs> so I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, if he can play, and I was convinced he could play, and he filled a need for my team, I think I would ignore pops.
1: Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the mocks I've seen out there have him going three to the Hornets. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't know. I, I would certainly think about uh, his father. And remember, like what a pain in the butt Lavar was for the Lakers organization during uh, Lonzo's rookie year.
2: But he can only be a pain in the butt if you let him be a pain in the butt. You know, well, that's not that's... true. Well, I mean, how if you ignore him, what difference does he make?
1: You mean him going on national television and calling the coach a joke? What? Calling um, yeah. out the coach? You, you, can, well, you can't just ignore that, Gordon. Oh, I,
2: I would. I would ignore it.
1: I bet the coach wouldn't, wasn't really happy about it.
2: See, you don't want to give oxygen to that kind of talk. It's just stupid. He, and he it, does. The, and, the more, and the more you try and cut it off the past, the worse it gets. I just totally would ignore him. Ignore. Because... I, I think he's proven in the past to be something of a blowhard, and people don't really take him seriously.
1: Okay. I mean, if if I'm running an NBA team, I certainly don't want one of my players' father going on national television and, and blasting the organization.
2: It'd be one thing if it was someone who had some credibility. I'm not sure he has much of that left. Remember Trey Burke's parents taken to Twitter?
1: To, to criticize the opportunity he was getting? You can't tell me that the Jazz were real pleased about
2: that. No, but you didn't see him talking about it, did you?
1: Uh, no, but I don't think that uh, that them not talking about it made it any less of a story.
2: Well, I think it was more like, did you see what what uh, p- mom and dad said this week? It was just kind of one of those things. Did you give it much credibility? I didn't even give it, pay it any attention at all, really. What do you mean by credibility? Because well, the, so what? You know, it's a parent who's criticizing these professionals who uh, this is what they do for a living. You think I'm going to listen to them over the that's like people who listen to their their, uh, you know, their 10th, 10th grade buddy who tells them not to wear a mask as opposed to listening to Dr. Fauci. You know, I mean, what, what does this guy over here know that uh, somebody who has studied diseases his entire life doesn't know? It's. It, it, I, I just would, it wouldn't It would – I wouldn't care.
1: I think the Kings were real thrilled when T.J. Furnette was <laughs> running the organization under the bus for not playing the Jimmer. Sure, they loved that. All right, stay tuned. We've got the Not Sports Report coming up next, 97.5 and 1280
0: The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You have my heart, you have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart. Maybe in magazines, but you'll still be my star. Maybe cause in the dark.
1: Time for the Not Sports port Here on the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.8 zone. It's brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online dot com. Gordon, where are we going today?
2: Well, we're going to different places. I got two Christmas-related stories, and then I have this. Today is William Tell Day. Okay. Do you you remember who William Tell was?
1: Uh, Remind us.
2: He's the guy who shot the apple Uh, off his son's head. Uh, November 18th, 1307. So William Tell Day
1: seems Uh, a little risky.
2: Yeah, it sure does. All right. The two Christmas items I want to get to remember uh, last week or the week before we were talking about the Christmas tree that was put up in Cincinnati that uh, looked a little raggedy. Well, if you know, one of the major Christmas trees of any part of America is the one at Rockefeller Center in New York. Well, they they had that tree, and they took it to the place where they put it up, and they put it up, and the branches flopped down, and the thing looked horrible. Now, you guys have seen pictures of it. Um, Again, is this fitting for 2020? Is this just the way it is? Is is this just a representation of kind of a crappy year? You're
5: starting to think it's being done on purpose now,
1: right? I was going to say, this just seems like an example of incompetence to me.
2: Well... Yeah. I mean, it just looked bad. And, and I don't know, you know, I, 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 there, I have a soft spot in my heart for those trees out there. Like I told you before that never get picked. They just sit in and then they're just wasted because nobody buys them. We've all, we've all seen those trees at the Christmas lots. Uh, there have been years when I've been very late to buying a Christmas tree and I see all those trees out there that are didn't find a home and I, I, I feel bad for them because they're, Kind of ugly, or they don't—they don't really look that good. And uh, but but for Rockefeller Center, I mean, that just seems—I don't know—some somehow seem, doesn't seem right.
5: Okay, well, it looks really sad. It does we thought really the Cincinnati sad. one was bad. I, this one's—I yeah. I
1: hope they fired everybody involved. They probably deserved it.
5: I'm starting to think there's some kind of uh, Douglas for Transportation Company out there that's just getting <laughs> getting back at all these big cities for something they've done to them.
2: Mm. Well, there a, maybe, a maybe giant revenge plot? Yes. Oh. Maybe it's about time we stop worrying about looking perfect all the time and, and, and just appreciate the parts of the tree that are good. The, these
5: trees both look like the after picture in the Don't Smoke commercials <laughs> you see on TV.
2: Did you guys see that Russell Wilson said he spends a million dollars a year on his body?
1: LeBron said sp- something like that too, right?
2: If you were going to spend a million dollars on your body, what, what would you do to it? Speaking of not looking quite right.
1: Uh, I don't think I'd do anything. I think I'd spend it somewhere else.
2: Well, if you had to spend it on your body.
5: I'll, I'll answer do. after you answer.
1: Uh, I I would uh, invest in a diamond studded grill to go in my teeth.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: We already Austin, know my answer.
2: I have pierced nipples.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, Austin would, would upgrade the upgrade the jewelry.
2: I don't know. It's just a, we're obsessed with, with beauty, and maybe it's okay to have Christmas trees that don't look uh, exactly perfect. You know, maybe that's a lesson for all of us, not to worry so much.
1: No, about... it's not okay, because they spent a lot of money on that Christmas tree and should probably get what they paid for
5: a it. A lot of
2: tax dollars. Higher
1: money, Yeah, right. And not to mention that the, the tree, in theory, brings joy to many people.
5: So
2: well, can it bring we joy even get... if it looks a little lopsided?
1: Nope. Maybe we could get that
5: one right. I think more hard. people would come to see this tree Do because <laughs> it's kind of an anomaly mm. than would come in other years. I
2: right. say appreciate appreciate it for its beauty for its beauty's sake, and, and don't worry about it not being perfect. And then finally, I've this. Apparently, an Australian father is uh, really upset because he took his uh, his young son Christmas shopping through a store, a popular store down there, down under. And uh, he saw a Christmas ornament that said something that is blatantly false. But a, a, a child could mistake it for being the truth. The ornament said, again, this is completely false, whoever's listening. But the ornament said, Santa isn't real. And it created such an uproar down there in Australia that the store took the ornament down and would no longer sell it who would spread a lie? i know this has been a year of a lot of lies Everybody knows santa is real right
1: maybe he doesn't visit australia
2: i think santa comes everywhere doesn't he okay yeah Hmm. well i thought it was the complaint of the father and the uproar that was stirred uh that caused them to uh Rethink that whole thing and make sure the truth was told, that Santa is real. And if you have kids in the car right now, I want to make sure Santa is real.
1: Let's jump out to the Zone phone. Joining us now, of course, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic, Andrew Reinhart. And uh, how about this for a transition? Uh, Your treatment is very real, Andrew, and uh, you've got a lot of great science out there to back it up.
6: Yes, we
1: do. If uh, there's anybody out there struggling
6: in the bedroom, struggling... With ED, our treatment uh, does have a lot of science that backs it up. In fact, the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com has, I think, 40 clinical studies now. You can read from Cambridge, from the American Urological Association. They, uh, they've they taken big groups of guys, every age, every kind of health condition, different levels of erectile dysfunction. they put them through our technology, and then they take x-rays at the end, and they get feedback And they all basically conclude the same thing. This treatment can reverse erectile dysfunction. It can regrow blood vessels where you need it most so the blood flows properly like it used to. And my favorite part, no pills and no side effects. That is what is so cool. Back to that normal function like you uh, had in your younger years, that is what our treatments can do when it comes to ED.
1: Let's talk about candidates, uh, Andrew. Uh, I imagine it's kind of a wide spectrum.
6: It is. Um, We see see a lot of different variations. But the ideal candidate would be somebody that catches this before you get to 0% in the bedroom, if you know what I mean, before it is severe. We can help guys that are severe. But if you're out there and maybe you have uh, a failure half of the time in the bedroom. That is a good time to get back to 100%. We can save those blood vessels. We can repair them enough with generally just a few treatments that you can get back to 100% normal function. You know, like it was, in, uh, uh, you know, maybe in your 20s, 30s, 40s when you did not need the pill. You didn't have to stress about the pre planning.
1: 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get in and see the doctor and a lot of other good stuff.
6: So much for free today. Get your phone ready. Put a stop to the erectile dysfunction. Let's get the relationship uh, ready for the holidays. Call us now. We will do the assessment for free, the exam. We'll even do a blood flow ultrasound, which is a really cool way to check your blood vessels and your blood flow, which you've probably never done. That'll be with a medical doctor. Uh, we'll give you a special gift that produces instant results results in the bedroom. That is great. And also new patients even get free testosterone now. So enormous value today. Give us a call. It's all free.
1: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. WhatsApp Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. We'll have David Locke coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.